This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ah, hello, 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 hello. Uh... How do we feel? How do we feel? They're panicked at the White House. I got that on very, very, very good authority. They are freaking out. They know it's over. They want to know how they're going to manage it. And they're not yet at the, okay, it's over so we can relax. They're still kind of thinking they can fight this thing. They can somehow survive. They can't. It's finished. Uh, a lot of blame is going around. Uh, they're trying to figure out what happens next. What it's actually going to look like? How do they get rid of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? This big brainiac uh, fake news journalist that they love so much, David Ignatius, came out with a big column yesterday saying uh, Joe Biden should not run for president and uh, not run for reelection. And the same goes for Kamala. Uh, you know, they did a good job in beating Trump, but uh, time's up. He was kind of nice about it. He danced around the he beat around the bush a little bit, although he did say, you know, it was a mistake for Hunter to do the Burisma stuff, uh, a big mistake for Hunter to get involved with China, big mistake for uh, Joe Biden to be calling up uh, Hunter's mysterious oligarch uh, friends uh, during dinner to talk about the weather. All that stuff is a mistake, but it was an oh, by the way, uh, you know, nice guy, too old, time to move on, and uh, they got to find somebody else, and they really do. They only have about maybe by the end of October, they got to figure out who's next, and here's the deal. Um, they think, and maybe this is true. I don't know. I don't know their world enough. The, um, the liberal, politically correct, uh, fake news world well enough. Well, I know, I know how they operate. This part I don't know. I think you could get rid of Kamala Harris because she's grossly incompetent and, uh, nobody likes her. And you can just say, Kamala, you're not running. Uh, you can run. Uh, we're not going to support you. Um, but you're a crummy vice president and nobody wants you. So why don't you just, uh, you know, finish out your term and, uh, leave with dignity? No. Um, she wants to run for president. If Joe Biden's not, she wants to run. And they think, oh my God, how can we say no to this woman? Now, you don't think this way. I don't think this way. Uh, people generally don't think this way, whether they're black, white, red, brown, you know, all that stuff. Nobody cares except these weirdo political, um, uh, identity politics obsessed crew down there and elsewhere and throughout corporate America, they think it'll be next to impossible to be so blunt with a black woman, right? That's what uh, Kamala Harris is, right? I think, yeah. So uh, that she's going to play the race card and she'll use it against Joe Biden and create all kinds of trouble for them. So they're really like, okay, and it can't be that guy. Who's the pretty boy that they like, Newsom, out there in California? Can't be him. So, I'm sticking with this. I'm sticking with this. Michelle Obama. Bam! She takes care of all of their problems. Kamala who? <laughs> uh, Gavin what? Uh, Joe Biden. Forget it. She's got the star power. She's got the, um, uh, the ability to raise about $100 million in 10 minutes. 
And I think she's going to be the person that they're going to. They don't realize it yet, but she's the one. She's the one. Now, I could be wrong. I know this, though, and I know it as there's a table right in front of me, and Joe Biden will not be able to run for president. They all know it. And the fake news is warming up. They're getting ready. They're kind of they're feeling their oats a little bit, not too much, because they only go after him a little bit on certain shows on cable. God forbid, um, you know, Lester Holt or that David Muir or the other one, you know, did an aggressive report about any of this stuff. You know, ever, ever notice whenever they talk about impeachment, it's only about like Kevin McCarthy did something wrong, like somehow Kevin, McC- you know, they they want this uh, impeachment inquiry. And there was so much uh, smoke, fire. I mean, there's so much around Joe. Um, you know, the money they documented that went to the Bidens, this crazy relationship with Burisma, um, the, the the text messages uh, flying around the world, demanding money from people. Uh, Joe Biden saying that, yeah, <laughs> we have it. Joe Biden said he talked to his son every single day. Hunter Biden complains that he had to give half of his money to the bit to his father it's all in the laptop it is a roadmap to a corrupt family um they pretend it's not there or they just rather focus on republicans playing games with each other um and they're little games like you know they're politicians they're going to they're going to you know this faction's going to be upset at that faction but instead of talking about any of the stuff that this um that they're really doing there they focus on you know, the little little gotcha stuff like this. This is this is from MSNBC. This is a reporter talking about impeachment. You would think, okay, they're suspecting, you know, uh, Joe Biden of being compromised with China. Uh, they want financial records. They want to see Joe Biden. They want to know how he made eleven million dollars in twenty seventeen off of that book deal, which nobody believes actually the money could have come from the book or speeches. There's got to be another source of income. How did he pay for the house at Rehoboth Beach? How did he pay for that great big mansion in Virginia? What's going on with Joe? No, this is what they talk about. Ready? Cut twenty. The House Speaker unintentionally boxed himself in here, you're right, two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, saying that he would absolutely hold a vote if he was going to open an impeachment inquiry, highlighting the fact that the American people uh, need to be represented on the floor, contrasting uh, the moves of then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi during the two impeachment inquiries into the former president when she had opened them, ultimately after the first one, she did hold a vote about five weeks in um, to actually formally conduct the impeachment. McCarthy today defending the flip-flop. What the hell is she talking? Somehow McCarthy's in trouble. Not Joe Biden. Somehow McCarthy is in trouble. And it goes on like this. You know, this is this is what they'll feast on. It'll all the stories are about process and how the Republicans have, are somehow shooting themselves in the foot or whatever. You know, uh, Matt Gates is mad at the McCarthy. McCarthy is mad at Matt Gates. There's this. There's that. There's oh wait, we have a Republican that doesn't agree with any of this. Ken Buck. Ken Buck says there's no evidence of right that kind of stuff. Yeah, here she goes. She doesn't even take a breath. Cut 21. He proposed some dates to members, I'm told, but did not ultimately settle on anything except to say that the Senate is going to jam them if the House doesn't act first, including passing those appropriations bills. But, of course, both of these issues are becoming tied together as he works to appease one faction of his party uh, against the other. I mean, isn't this a story about uh, Joe Biden, the impeachment of Joe Biden? See how they make it all about Republicans and their infighting and this and that. There's always there's always infighting in politics. There's always rivalry. There's always one-upsmanship. Who cares? Who cares about all that stuff? Can you imagine turning on the news and hearing 
and hearing this? Will the president cooperate fully now that Speaker McCarthy has pulled the trigger on an impeachment inquiry? So um, I'm going to refer you to uh, to my colleagues over at the council's office on any specifics uh, to uh, to the inquiry. Uh, certainly not going to uh, uh, going to speculate on on what has been a baseless inquiry that the House Republicans uh, can't even really defend themselves, uh, and that many House Republicans have said they have said they couldn't support their own votes. Uh, so again, I'm going to refer you to my White House counsel on any specifics. All right. Okay. I can actually imagine her. Um, but if you really turn on the news and you want to hear what's going on, and this girl. The House Speaker unintentionally boxed himself in here. You're right. Two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago. Shut up! He would absolutely hold a vote. MSNBC. That's MSNBC. Uh, so look, he's in big trouble. They know it. Um, these go- goofy reporters, they kind of suspect it, but they're afraid to go there. And it's like the biggest, it's a big, big story, and they can't do it. Some of them actually know. She's like junior league. Some of them really do know, but they can't touch it. If this were if this were Donald Trump, it would be, you know, resignation watch, right? It would be countdown to resignation. Boom. It would be breaking news all day long. Um, and they would, you know, special counsel, special prosecutor, special this, special that. Hey, Mitt Romney is going away, huh? Goodbye, Mitt. Uh, you know, I can't stand these guys, though, who announce that they're quitting, but they have another year and a half left. So it's, what is it, uh, September of 2023. He makes his, the announcement he'll be leaving his job in January of 2025. You know, most people, if they're lucky, 30 days notice, more likely two weeks notice, a lot of people show up to work on a Friday and are told to go home before lunch, don't come back. That's when they like to do the firings, by the way, on Friday. I don't know why that is. Ruin the guy's weekend? I mean, why, why do they do it on Friday? I don't know. Um, but that's the way most people, you know, that's that's what that's what their experience is. Mitt Romney has no idea, no clue how regular people live. Um. But here he is saying that uh, somehow he does. Wait a second. Cut 23, please. Cut 23. We face critical challenges. Mounting national debt, climate change, and the ambitious authoritarians of Russia and China. Neither President Biden nor former President Trump are leading their party to confront those issues. On deficits and debt, both men refuse to address entitlements even though they know that this represents two-thirds of federal spending. Donald Trump calls global warming a hoax, and President Biden offers feel-good solutions that make no difference to the global climate. Well, thank you, Mitt Romney. He really wants to tackle, he's leaving in frustration because no one is tackling climate change. What were the big issues that he mentioned? Uh, Climate change, which, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, we're not going to rearrange the economy. Uh, to take care of, uh, what is it? How much carbon dioxide is actually in the air? It's like a quarter of a percent. A quarter of a percent of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide. And that's the part, a quarter of 1%, 0.25%. And that's the part we're supposed to worry about, right? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up there in the hoax category, actually, on, on climate change. Uh, now, 
I, I, I don't want to make billionaires richer. I don't want to make, uh, I don't, I don't want people to, uh, John Kerry just to have something to do, go around talking about windmills, um, cobalt being stripped from the earth to build more electric cars. This is, it, it, it is ludicrous what's happening. It's happened too fast. Uh, drill, baby, drill. But it's funny that he mentioned those issues. China and Russia, I'll give him. That's tough. But Donald Trump was really tough on that, wasn't he? Uh, climate. He didn't mention anything about the border. He doesn't seem to care about the border. He doesn't seem to care about this transgender mess. He, instead of being cared about, instead of caring about America, he cared about being the go-to Republican for the fake news. That's what he wanted to be, the go-to Republican for the fake news. Why? Uh, why do they go to him? Because he was always ready to slam Trump. Listen to this, cut 22, Mitt Romney announcing he's leaving, cut 22. My wing of the party talks about policy and about issues that will make a difference to the lives of the American people. The uh, Trump wing of the party uh, talks about resentments of various kinds and getting even and, and settling scores and, and revisiting the 2020 election. What are the policies for the future? And my party is only going to be successful getting young people to vote for us if we're talking about the future. Well, I'm sorry. I guess this guy's never been to a Trump rally. <laughs> he doesn't understand MAGA. He doesn't understand the country. He doesn't know who and what we are. Um, you go to, there is substance at these rallies. We talk about securing the border. We talk about not getting into foreign wars and not winning them. We talk about <clears throat> lower taxes, less regulation, Second Amendment rights, right? We believe in the Constitution. We love the Constitution. Uh, this guy just wants to go to, <laughs> he wants credit. Oh, look at me. I'm smart. Paul Ryan and I were policy wonks. What does he know about making the American people improving our lives? He's got an elevator. He's another guy with an elevator for his uh, cars in the garage. He was the son of a governor. His big disappointment in life from the age of 18, he thought he could be president. That's not happening. He's bitter and he's taking it out on MAGA and um, anybody else. Um, within earshot, sad guy, sad. Oh, and he's a greedy guy. He's totally greedy. Uh, you know, for a Mormon, uh, he spent, <laughs> it's one thing to chase money, but, you know, to be so self-righteous about yourself. And uh, I got this, I got this uh, picture of him. You know what he's doing? He's eating a $100 bill. He's eating a $100 bill back in the 80s. Like I eat $100, like, like it's, uh, yeah, he's actually eating it. I got some other good stuff on him. Remember the dog in the on the roof of the car? All right, give me a moment. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So, uh, Megan Kelly, I think she's amazing, actually. Uh, I, I really, she's uh, got it all going on. Megan Kelly, uh, very, very bright, very, very beautiful, uh, fantastic broadcaster. So she just uh, sat down with Donald Trump. You know, they've had a uh, up-and-down relationship, I think it's safe to say. Uh, I thought this was an amazing moment, both for Megyn Kelly and for Donald Trump. I, th- I thought they both came out on top on the- with this one. Not everybody agrees with me, but I just thought this was amazing. <laughs> one of my favorite moments in the history of the globe, actually. You remember it, don't you? Uh, August of 2015. Republican debate, Fox News, go. Mr. Trump, 
One of the things people love about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter. However, that is not without its downsides, in particular when it comes to women. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account Only Rosie O'Donnell. No, it wasn't. Your Twitter account... Thank you. Mr. Trump. I love my... It's awesome. And, you know, the crowd goes wild. Only Rosie O'Donnell. We all, everything changed. Everything changed. All of his perceived negatives became positives or non-issues. Just like that. I thought it was a great question. I thought it was a spectacular answer. And the crowd goes wild. And, you know, as they're, as they're hooting and hollering and having fun, you hear Trump says, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, what else happened there? I guess Megan gave him a hard time in another debate. Oh, no, in that debate. Isn't that where yeah Trump Trump starts saying that she was uh, blood was coming out of her eyes, coming out of her whatever. And some people took that as a misogynistic remark. I don't I, I don't I, I, I didn't see it that way. But anyway, they reunited. I don't think this is the first time um, they've seen each other around. I think she did another interview for with him back in 2016. So. Uh, do we have this already? This is uh, Megyn Kelly and Donald Trump on Sirius XM. You know, she's got one of the biggest podcasts in the uh, in the world. So she went out to Bedminster to sit down with President Trump. Let's listen to uh, she put some highlights online. Go ahead. Fire Anthony Fauci uh, was because he'd been there for a long time that you would have taken heat, that it would have created a firestorm, quoting your words. Then for the first time in May... Well, I also said I didn't listen to him too much. I'm yet. getting there. But then in, in May, you started saying, well, he's a civil servant. So I yeah. couldn't, technically. The truth is, though, not only did you not fire Fauci, who is loathed by many, many millions yeah. of Republicans in particular, but also some Democrats. By the way. You yeah. made him a star. You made him a star. This is the criticism of you, that you made him the face of the White House coronavirus task. You think so? That he was at every presser, that he was running herd for the administration on COVID, and that you actually gave him a presidential commendation before you left office. Wouldn't you like a do-over on that? Uh, I don't know who gave him the commendation. I really don't know who gave him the commendation. I wouldn't have accommodation. One went off Mark Somebody Miller, probably fire Anthony. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I'll have something to say about that. More highlights and good stuff. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Uh. 
Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hunter Biden indicted on three gun-related charges. Hunter Biden has been indicted? What, they're not going to indict President Trump? They took a timeout from that to indict this criminal, Hunter Biden? Huh, how about that? Yeah, breaking news. Everyone's going bananas. Hunter Biden indicted on gun charges. Well, uh, that's fine. Um, but of all the horrible and illegal things that Hunter Biden did, this is like at the bottom of the list. It literally is at the bottom of the list. Um, and what's he alleged? Uh, what, what do they do uh, with the gun? Do you know what this is all about? So um, back when his dad was vice president, or maybe shortly thereafter, he lied on a form that you got to fill out, the background check, the federal background check form. And when he was out to buy a gun, and the question was, have you ever used drugs or alcohol, or have you ever had a drug or alcohol problem, and a couple of other things, and he lied on the form. I mean, obviously, he's a drug addict, and um, he said he wasn't, and I think a couple of other things, and that's a federal form, and you can get in trouble for that, and he got the gun, and then he mishandled the gun. He threw it away into a dumpster. Actually, Haley did. This guy's life was a total mess, is a total mess, probably. Um, so he's been indicted. This was the thing that was one of the things that was supposed to go away, essentially, with that phony baloney plea deal he had back in, when was that, July? Yeah, July, down in court with, remember, Weiss, and the whole thing blew up, and it was all kind of a cover-up job and uh, a sweetheart deal. And they were exposed, and, okay, we got to be tough on this guy because the whole world is watching. Um, all right. He's not going to go to jail for this. And I think they're misdemeanors anyway. Um, should he? And I will say this, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. I mean, look, I think the guy's, he did not register as a foreign agent. He clearly was working for foreign governments. Uh, the tax issues, uh, that's huge. The money laundering, that's huge. I mean, all this stuff, the shell game, um, I think that this is the least of it. But this is what they're going with. What does it mean? What does it mean? Um, I think it's still, it's an effort to take care of Hunter. Although it doesn't, it doesn't bode well actually for Joe. Somehow, this is the first inkling that the family is not untouchable. You know what I mean? They're not beyond reach. Even with Joe as the president, even with the swamp and the media and all that stuff on Joe's side, that this is still happening. Hmm. Let's see here. Hunter Biden indicted on gun charges. Now, where did this go down? Now, the gun offense I know took place in Wilmington. So it's a Although there was some talk about this happening in Los Angeles because he lives in Los Angeles. I'll try to find out. Uh, Hunter Biden indicted on three gun charges. Again, gun-related charges. I think it was the lying on the federal form about his history with drug use, saying, I'm not a drug user when he's a drug addict. And you lie on a federal form. Hey, you lie to an FBI agent. Uh, you could be in very serious trouble. Better just call your lawyer and... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a thing called a perjury trap, and uh, they do it all the time. They did it to Michael Flynn. All right, the the Megyn Kelly interview. Um, I am actually very, very intrigued, and uh, she hits him with a lot of questions. Are we ready for this? This is uh, kind of a uh, summary of all the stuff that Megyn said, at least, and a little bit of what Trump said. Hit it! 77% of Americans say that Joe Biden at age 80 is too old to be president. Are they right? No. Not only did you not fire Fauci, 
You made him a star. Wouldn't you like a do-over on that? You're big on the firing. Yeah, I fired a lot of people. I fired Comey. You allowed biological men to compete in the Miss Universe pageant at the time, which you owned. A lot has changed since 2016. Have you? No matter what you do there, you're going to take heat. Can a man become a woman? Um... Why would you describe a newspaper article as highly confidential and still a secret, saying as president you could have so, declassified it, let me but just now you can't? I did nothing. But let's get to my question. Even if you had the right to the documents, once you get the subpoena, you got to fork them over. The you subpoena ready? said, give us anything with a Are classified marking. Does it make you angry? Yeah. When I saw the mugshot, I said, he's angry. Yeah. That makes me angry. There is a realistic chance you could go to prison. Do you see that happening? When you were moderating the debate for Fox, that frankly, if I didn't come up with the answer only Rosie O'Donnell, I would have had a problem with that. That was a bad question. That was a great question. That, no, it was a nasty question. It was question. awesome. You don't have to be running for president, sitting for four criminal trials. Is it worth it? Would I like to be at uh, Turnbury in Scotland right now? I may never see those places again. All right, sounds good. It was mostly Megan. That's fine. The music, the stirring music. Uh, <laughs> she looks amazing, by the way. You know, Megan is one of the, I mean, man. Now, I know some people, I don't understand why they give her a hard time. Uh, I do know this. The way NBC News treated her, what happened there when she momentarily mused about something that was true and they damn right try to cancel her. For a little while, they did. You can't cancel that. There's too much talent there. There's too much ability. There's too much. You can't cancel it. And now it looks to me like her life is bigger and better than ever before. She didn't need NBC News. She's got this huge podcast thing going. Uh, you know, she's, she, she's, uh, she's amazing. I think she could be, I think she could, uh, run for something. Governor, senator, something. Uh, don't be surprised. Uh, and I also love President Trump. You can actually love them both. Now, I, and I do, I actually agree with Megan. And you could actually say it was a nasty question. It doesn't matter. I thought it was a great moment for both of them. You want to do it one more time? One more time. The, the Rosie O'Donnell thing? All right, please. about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter. However, that is not without its downsides, in particular when it comes to women. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account... Only Rosie O'Donnell. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Your Twitter account... Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Yes. All right, I got the indictment right here of Hunter Biden. It was, uh, yeah, this is it, September 14th, 2023. Is that today's date, by the way? Yes, it is. Uh, United States of America versus Robert Hunter Biden. Robert? Who the hell's Robert? Hunter's his middle name, huh? Hmm. Um, the grand jury for the District of Delaware charges that, um, hmm, lots of words, boilerplate language, uh, all right, here we go. Company one. That's the name of the, they're not giving us the name of the gun store. Okay. Company one located in Wilmington, Delaware, possessed a federal firearms license and was authorized to deal in firearms under federal laws. Oh, brother. They really set this thing up. Rules and regulations governing firefighter, fi- governing gun stores require that a person seeking to purchase a firearm fill out a firearm transaction record. 
ATF Form 4473. This is the thing I was talking about. Part of the Form 4473 requires that the prospective purchaser certify that all his or her answers on the Form 4473 are true and correct. Question 11E of the Form 4473 requires that the prospective purchaser of a gun certify truthfully that he or she is not an unlawful user of or addicted to any stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance. Uh, all right, so he lied on that. Uh, that's what they're, that's what they're accusing him of. Okay. Uh, the actual buyer must also have not acknowledged by his or her signature that I understand that a person who answers yes is prohibited from purchasing, purchasing or receiving a firearm. Blah, 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 blah. Um, gosh, it really goes on and on. Yeah. He, it's all about that form. The only thing I didn't know here was it's form 4473 and it was question 11E that he that he lied on. Does this thing get any juicier? Here we go. Let's try this. On or about October 12, 2018, in the District of Delaware, the defendant, Robert Hunter Biden, in connection with the acquisition of a firearm that is a Colt Cobra 38 SPL revolver, 38 special, with a serial number, blah, 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 blah. Knowingly made a false statement and representation to Company One, licensed under the provisions of Chapter 44, Title 18, United States Code, with respect to information required by the... Hey, 2018. You notice something? When was 2018? Five years ago. (laughs) Why the hell were they dragging their feet on this, huh? Uh, Why? Why do you think, huh? Anybody have a guess? Um. All right, so Robert Hunter Biden, he uh, filled out the report all fake and phony on or about October 12th through October 23rd in the District of Delaware. The defendant, Robert Biden, Hunter Biden, knowing that he was an unlawful user of and addicted to drugs, um, did knowingly possess a firearm, that cult thing, in violation of Title 18, Code US 92. That's it. All right, he lied on the form. You don't go to jail for this. You don't go to jail for this. I can't imagine you go for jail for this. I, I I will say this. A lot of folks don't get charged for this either, lying on a form like that. They don't. I want to be realistic. I mean, I'm not, as I said earlier, and who did, who told me this? Congressman Comer actually told me that of all the things that Hunter Biden did wrong, this is one of them, but it's at the very bottom of the list. He did a lot of other things. And you know what? Quite frankly, there might be certain sex crimes and sex trafficking and all that kind of stuff. They look the other way on that stuff. This is, this is, I don't know, but is it more significant than what I'm giving it credit for? Does this signal to Joe Biden that, you know, time's up? What do you think? I don't know yet. I don't know. Bobby, what do you think of this? I'm trying to make heads or tails out of it. Hello. How you doing? Let me pull over. Um, I think they're hiding a lot of stuff. And uh, also they're hiding the fact that his sister took the gun and hid it in the garbage can behind his school. I remember them talking no, about that. No, you're wrong about that. You're wrong about that. Who? What? That's not true? That's not. Well, it's Haley, his girlfriend, uh, his sister-in-law, not his sister. Ashley Ashley had nothing to do with this. Uh, Haley Biden. Yeah, I know. She was upset that Hunter had a gun. She was upset that Hunter was smoking crack all the time. She was upset that Hunter was taking off his clothes around her kids. Uh, she was upset with Hunter. 
she should have been upset with herself for going out with Hunter in the first place. Hunter. And she was married to Hunter's brother. It's totally sick. And, oh, by the way, uh, Joe Biden said he was thrilled with the arrangement. When he found out, he said, oh, that's wonderful. It's wonderful that they found each other. They found each other. How did, uh, how did Bo Biden's widow, Kathleen, feel about it? She felt like you would feel if that happened. Her life was spiraling out of control, and Joe Biden puts out a statement that he's happy about it. Anyway, yeah, it was Haley Biden, not the, not the sister. Anyway, um, yeah, they are probably, they're covering up stuff. And this is the least of it. Hunter Biden indicted on three gun charges. There they all are. Yeah, this is it. And they're going to pound it away. Everybody, everyone's not talking about the real issue, which is not registering as a foreign agent, uh, paying Joe Biden's bills. We know that. We know that for a fact. He was paying Joe Biden's cell phone. And in fact, Joe Biden's credit card was used to use the services of Russian hookers in Los Angeles. That's kind of more significant stuff. And that you can get in a lot of trouble for. It's what brought down Elliot Spitzer, oh, by the way. When you bring in the federal government and state lines and wire transactions, right? What's that called again? The Man Act. So Hunter had a prostitute flown to him. Uh, he was in Washington for a while, Washington, D.C., and he had a hooker flown to him from Los Angeles. Um, now you could say, what's the big deal? Well, I mean... <laughs> It's a violation of the Mann Act. You can't do that. That's a really big deal. It's, it's basically sex trafficking. Um, hmm. All right. I'm going to keep an eye on that, you two. Uh, but remember, it's the least of, uh, it's, it, it really doesn't make, hey, can I address the Aaron Rodgers thing? Uh, a lot of people are patting me on the back saying, yeah, you know what? Enough of these, uh, fake heroes on the football field. And if they're going to be, if, if we're going to hold them out to be special people, you know, in, little kids wear their jerseys and all that stuff, uh, which I think is a waste. Having done that myself, it's it, it, they will let you down every single time. I think Aaron Rodgers is a very irresponsible man um, for openly espousing the use of psychedelic drugs. And somebody says, another person confronted me and said, I can't believe you're saying that about Aaron Rodgers. How dare you? He's hurt. Well, again, he's got a uh, hundred million dollars to, and he, it wasn't like he was, you know, serious concussion or something like that. He sprained his ankle. All right. He basically sp- bad sprain of the ankle. If it were far more serious like that, or, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything, but he sprained his ankle. He's going to be fine. And I think his drug use may have contributed to a lackadaisical approach to practice. And listen to him talk about drugs. Here we go. Cut 18, please. Cut 18. The negative framework sure. of it is that that is the experience, not the deep and meaningful and crazy uh, mind-expanding uh, possibilities and also deep self-love and healing that can that can happen on the other side. One of the core tenets of your mental health is that self-love. And that's what ayahuasca did for me was... Help me see how to unconditionally love myself. And it's only in that unconditional self-love that then I'm able to truly be able to unconditionally love others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what's better than Ayakasha tea? God. All right. I'm sorry. I mean, this makes people think maybe I should try some of that Ayakasha tea. And he's been going around on this podcast, that podcast, and how – how it's changed his life and all that stuff. So I looked up the side effects of Ayakasha tea, uh, everything from diarrhea to death. 
and coma and paranoia and schizophrenia. All right. <laughs> all these people tripped out. You know, America is basically narcotic nation right now. And we want one of the, one of these silly sports heroes, quote unquote, talking about his drug trip all over the place. Yeah. All right. He can think about it. I'm sorry. On the bench. I, uh, I, it would have been great to have a beautiful season. It would have been great, but this was totally ill-conceived. And quite frankly, you could just look at his face. You just look at his face and you knew. You, 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 some, sometimes you just know. Be back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, they're always trying to distract us. They're always playing head games with us. Part of this indictment of this very, what they call, low-hanging fruit, this uh, gun charge against Hunter Biden, which is very simple, uh, happened in 20, 2018. It's a long time ago. They're charging him now. Now, it distracts from impeachment talk, doesn't it, right? It, uh, it really it's all, It's all about this right now. And it's a very simple case, right? You got to fill out that form. He lied on the form. He said he wasn't a, didn't do drugs. He wasn't under the influence, but he was. And then he improperly disposed of the gun. Haley Biden threw it in the trash can, uh, a dumpster behind the store. Um, and everyone's going bananas right now. And I'll say it again. It's, uh, it's what James Comer, the congressman, the chair of the House Oversight Committee, of all the things that he did wrong, this is the least of it. This is the least of it, but this is the first thing out of the gate. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Could be something at Norman Craig and Kummel, but I don't know. Um, yeah. When it comes to Joe Biden and the fake news and impeachment, when they're not talking about McCarthy and how well you say he's at war with his caucus or this, that, he's, um, they say that Joe Biden did nothing wrong. Cut 19, please cut 19. What they haven't found is any evidence that President Biden, you know, did favors for Hunter Biden's Clydens or that he benefited in any way. There's been no evidence of ties to the president or any uh, evidence of any wrongdoing on the part of Joe Biden. There's no evidence so far that ties Joe Biden to any of this, uh, at least nothing that they have brought forward. There is zero evidence of any malfeasance on the part of President Joe Biden. So this is what they tell themselves and their viewers and their listeners and their readers all the time. Now, there's a mountain of evidence, a mountain of compromising evidence. I think probably the most um, suspicious, is it smoking gun? Well, I mean, you don't necessarily need a smoking gun to convict somebody, but you got to get this thing going. You know, April of 1973, I think, is when they started the impeachment stuff on Richard Nixon. He didn't resign until August of 1974. The smoking gun did not come out until August, like August 1st of 1974. Maybe it was later, August 5th or something like that. And then he resigned on August 8th. It happened, uh, it took a long time, and then it happened all at once. And I think it's just going to happen all at once. And in a way, it's taking a long time, too. Um, isn't it funny that the reporters just sit around saying, well, there's no evidence, there's no evidence. What happened to the days when the reporters actually looked for the evidence? Hunter Biden indicted on three gun charges. How often? How, they're going to beat the drum. I mean, I think I made all the points you can make about it. Now, we could look up on this criminal code, what is the penalty? And I think technically um, there is jail, like it's up to the judge. I bet it's like a year in jail or something like that. 
And, uh, but nobody really goes. And often people get caught and they don't get charged on this. Dave, do you have something to say? Hello? No, Dave, up there in, in, in Pennsylvania. Hi. Yes, Greg. Um, uh, he tore his Achilles tendon. He did just sprain his ankle. I know, I know. He ruptured his Achilles tendon. I was speaking, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm taking a shortcut. I mean, it's a serious injury, but I mean, it's not life threatening. He's going to recover. I think they're going to actually try to bring him back this season to save face. Um, are you all, you know, are you choked up about it? Are you taking this hard? Just thought it was uh, a shame. That's all. You know, no big deal to me. I personally. mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a shame. But do you think it's a little bit over the top how we focus on sports in America? Yes or no? I'll take that as a yes. Thank you. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yes. Hi. We're back. So, um, hmm, 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 what do we think? All right. Um, everyone's, everyone is going with it. Of course, it's true. I got the indictment in my hand. Hunter Biden indicted three gun ch- counts, gun charges, gun offenses, basically lying on a federal form saying he didn't have a drug problem when he had a drug problem. You're not allowed to uh, lie about that. That's a problem and uh, that's a crime. But a couple of things here. The offense happened all the way in 2018. You know, what else happened in 2018? Um, 2018. Was that when, is that when uh, Donald Trump was on the phone with, uh, Zelensky? Or is that in 2019? I think it was 2019. He calls up Zelensky. They have a very nice conversation. 20 minutes later, they're trying to impeach Donald Trump, right? They were so, this is, um, delayed five years. I think it is to, uh, somehow they're trying to hook up Hunter. And this will take time. This will take the onus and uh, attention away from the real, um, criminality, in my opinion. That he may have engaged in, um, working with foreign governments, you know, not registering as a foreign agent, uh, money laundering, the tax evasion, all that stuff. Anyway, uh, that's this. So this is a political and a legal thing for the legal part of it. Judge Weinberg, welcome back. How are you, sir? Nice to be back, Rick. How are you? Judge, uh, what do you make of this? Well, you have three, uh, you have three counsel having to do with the false filing. And those are, uh, a good good legal accounts. They had probable cause to uh, to indict for that. Are they misdemeanors or felonies? Felonies. And how much time can you go to jail for? Substantial. Could be depending on which uh, statute they're looking at. Could be in for a lengthy period of time, years and years. All right, but let's. But 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 let me tell you my my concerns. My concerns are they could have indicted this, as Andy McCarthy has pointed out, and Jonathan Turley has pointed out, and Alan Dershowitz has pointed out. They could have indicted this years ago, right. Within a week, so this is not a this is not a big deal to indict. You didn't have to have Weiss appointed a special counsel by by Garland. You could have done it as a U.S. U.S. attorney. There's no reason. There's no reason that took all this time. Other so than well, the first thing maybe they didn't want to charge him at all. So yeah, well, what do you make? Of, what do you make of the timing? What I make of the, the timing is they let the statute of limitations run on certain tax evasion and money laundering issues. That's clear because there was no execution of a waiver of the statute of limitations. And there was no indictment. So things that went way, way back, the time has lapsed already. They can't charge on that unless, of course, you come out with a theory called a continuing conspiracy. Well, is this this is not beyond this the is, statute not, of limitations? No, no, these are good. These are good counts in the statute of limitations. So what are the counts that if they were properly investigating, prosecuting, they could have done the FARA, which is a failure to file as a foreign agent, 
income tax evasion, false filing on a uh, income tax form. They could have had uh, money laundering. No, all that stuff. So I don't know. So like, why uh, do they just have these three counts? Well, I mean, number one, I'm going to say what maybe you haven't heard me. Um, Congressman Comer said that this is the least of what he has done, first of all, right? The least of his troubles. Comer yeah. just said this or he said that previously? Comer said that to me last week. All right. There are about 12 things you can get him on. This would be the 13th. And Comer said, Comer was with us on Katz and Cosby, and he and I talked about that, and he said the same thing, and I agree with Comer. This is the least of it. So the question becomes, where are the other counts? What happened to those? And then if you want to be conspiratorial about it and be concerned about it, by taking this and going that, they're taking the focus away from the money laundering, from the income tax, from the influence peddling. And from the impeachment stuff that's going on at the same exactly. time. Exactly. So when you have a politically motivated indictment, let's say it's all that, to distract, to take everyone's eye off the what's really going on, I guess that's not a crime. I mean, unfortunately, we give these people a lot of discretion. We hope they do the right thing, but often they don't, and there's not a hell of a lot we can do with it. They have the authority to do this, and they're exercising that authority but they're exercising it at a time, in a manner, at a place, you know, that somehow does the least amount of damage. There's a whole political agenda here. Oh, I, to my mind, I think that's correct. I'm very concerned that this has not been a, a vigorous or rigorous investigation or, or prosecution. And I don't like the fact that that happened the way it did because it shows a double-tiered standard of justice. Now, wait a second, though. I heard I heard that some of the tax stuff... The statute of limitations actually won't expire till next month, October 2023, because there's some of this stuff that he was doing in 2018, 2019, whatever. Uh, so he's still, you know, he's still chargeable. I don't know what they what they presented to the, the grand jury, because the grand jury proceedings are, are secret. But I will say that it is clear that certain of the alleged violations took place. It's a period of time where the statute has run. Some may still be alive. Why they chose this, I don't know. If they don't get a waiver of the statute of limitations by agreement between the Justice Department and the uh, defense, and they're not going to indict on them, then that statute will run as well. It's in Delaware? That's where the offense took place? Well, it depends. It depends where. You have to see where particular transactions occurred. It happened all in Delaware. It says it right there. That the on gun, these one, on, the on stores, yeah, the gun stores in Delaware. I'm talking, out, I'm talking about the tax evasion and the fire. Yeah, that happened all over the world. Right, right. <laughs> so therefore, and that's the problem. Weiss always had because Garland had said he could go to any uh, U.S. attorney in California, District Columbia, and get cooperation. That never happened, and that's when they put the the squeeze on on Weiss. Well, and Weiss was embarrassed, so he had to do something. This is the something. Bad guy. I think he's a bad guy. Uh, and uh, do you, you feel comfortable with me saying that? I think he's a bad guy. I think he handled it in a way that raises very substantial questions about the, the job he did. A uh, system stinks. It used. To, it's a beautiful system on paper. It really is, right? I mean, I think it's beautiful. Our, you know, the jury system, trial by jury, you're entitled to a part a jury by peers and impartiality. Look at what they're doing to President Trump. Look at what they're doing, right? Jamming him for trials. 
<laughs> four trials basically at the same time. Uh, it's insane. We haven't talked in a while about that stuff. I mean, all these indictments. Look at how they just jammed it through trying to get Trump. And look at this. Look at this game they're doing to protect. Well, that's Hunter. why. That's why people are losing faith in the system because it becomes obvious that anyone wants to pay attention that in fact there's a double standard. I mean, the fact of the matter is Hunter Biden's computer was in the hands of the FBI for all those years. It was never opened up and the information never released. When Miranda Devine wrote her article and then in the book, The Laptop from Hell about the Hunter Biden, they said it was Russian, uh, all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. Now, listen, that was a total disgrace, um, what happened with that laptop, uh, the, the way the media and big tech censored it, uh, weren't allowed to talk about it. It was just, I am going to ask you this, though. If somebody just turns over a laptop to the FBI and they say, I think this has illegal stuff on it, is the FBI, is there an obligation that they look at it? Do they have an obligation? It's a good question. I would think their their practices would uh, provide for uh, a protocol to deal with that whether they have an absolute obligation to look at it or not, but there must be some protocol in the FBI handbook that deals with that. And it's like if they don't have an investigation, say at the time they're not investigating Hunter Biden, and this, the first thing they're going to know is this is Hunter Biden's laptop. Do they go further than that? I don't know if they do. I actually, that's the one thing. I think the FBI, Friends of Biden Incorporated, I think they're terrible. But when people say that the laptop was in the FBI's possession for all that time and the FBI knew and the FBI didn't say, sometimes I'm like, I wonder how much they did know. Was it put in a storage locker, you know, or was it, I mean, I, I don't know if it comes in. Some guy off the street gives you, hey, I, I just found Donald Trump Jr.'s laptop. Here it is. You know, do they bring in the technicians to investigate, you know, right away? I don't what's know. The, what's the harm to do it? Well, the harm, it's not harm, but it's like, do you stop what you're doing to track down a, basically an anonymous complaint? Do you, do you, do you, do you if, there's reasonable, only, if there's reasonable grounds to believe that uh, a crime may have been committed, and it wouldn't take that much uh, technological but that's the thing about reasonable suspicion. Yep. Did they have reasonable suspicion on, on, on Hunter Biden? This guy, and I think he's a good guy, the clerk at the computer store said he searched the word Burisma and he knew it was bad stuff and he thought that they should see it. Maybe he should have given it. I think, I don't know. I, give, I don't, I don't to, know. Give it to whom? I was going to say, problem. I was, no, I was, was going to say the, uh, the House Judiciary Committee maybe. Well, or give it to, I mean, actually, well, quite frankly, I, they gave it to, Rudy Giuliani, right? <laughs> which I think was a smart thing to do. It's a free country, by the way. Somebody loses their laptop, you can turn it over. I'm just uh, my question is: Did the FBI have a responsibility to do anything with it? And I'm not sure if they did. Well, but anyway, well, you can parse it out. You could say it's an open question whether they had a legal responsibility. I certainly, in my opinion, had a moral responsibility to take a look at it. All right, Judge, I appreciate it very, very much. Um, He's not going to jail. I think we know that, right, on this stuff. He's not going to jail. You have to look at what the mandatory sentencing guidelines are for federal judges not on a filling, condition. Not filling out a form accurately, and it's not an income. It's not. It doesn't seem – I don't think he's going to jail for this. I just don't – in and of itself. Unless there's mandatory sentencing that the federal judge is obligated to adhere to on a conviction – then it's in the judge's discretion. Then again, we don't want people lying on these forms, and you got to have a deterrent, right? Exactly, exactly right. 
And the question becomes, if you and I did a false filing, what would they do to us? Well, I do know that they do catch people doing this and they don't send everybody to jail. Okay. But I'm not, that may well be, I'm not for harassing this kid. I'm not for putting him in jail just to, to, to make a point. What I'm concerned about. Hey, by the way, he's no kid. Let's get that straight. He's 52 years old. Well, to me, he's a kid. But, <laughs> but the answer is, the answer is, I'm not for harassing anyone. I just want to have a fair system of justice. There are other issues out there that other people have prosecuted on and been convicted on and gone to jail on. That's the FAR reform. Yeah. That's, uh, income tax evasion, false filing on, on income tax. Uh, that's money laundering. All those have put people in jail uh, on a gun, on a gun matter where you lied that you're a drug addict or not. You know, that's different. Yeah, it's the other la- stuff. You see, I agree with Chairman Comer, who sat in this very studio. You and I are talking to, him, and he sat next to me. I talked to him last night, by the way. He's I think he's over. wonderful. Yeah, and I, I, I think Chairman Comer and Chairman Smith and uh, Chairman Jordan have done commendable work. The question is, as you pointed out, is this an effort to sidestep? Other prosecutions of other crimes, one, and two, to sidestep and to take the impeachment yeah. issue off the front page. Well, these are the same people who are driving the crazy indictments of President Trump. I don't trust them. Uh, they have lost our trust, what they have done, uh, not only to Donald Trump, uh, but to ordinary Americans. Uh, you know, just the, the school board uh, investigating parents showing up at school boards, the January 6th overreaction, and we can go on and on and on. Judge and, don't forget, and don't forget what they did to General Flynn. General Flynn, a perjury trap. And then they and they pressured him, and they tried to get something on his son. These are dirty people, dirty, bad people. But, Judge, you are the best. You are the best. Thank you so much. Thank we'll be right much. back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. Smells like a rat. Smells like a rat. Hey, the Feast of the San Gennaro, is that going to go on? Yeah, in Little Italy. Did it start yet? I think it starts tomorrow night or maybe tonight. Uh, That's always nice. I remember going in 1987, and I've been a couple of times since, but my first one was in 1987. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, Hey, Lisa, you're in Freehold, New Jersey. Uh, What can I do for you? Hey, Greg, how are you? Um, as a fellow on-air personality for about 25 years, I listened to this your Lisa show. Is this Lisa G? Uh, nine, Lisa P. You're Lisa on, P. You're an on-air person? Yes. Where? Yes, at the Jersey Shore. What do you, oh, gosh, 25 years, The Breeze, 1071, uh, JRZ, The Rat, all over. And yeah. I had a, a talk show, too, so I... I agree 99%. I listen to your show a lot, and I agree with what you say about most everything. Here except, it comes. What's up? I want to backtrack, backtrack to uh, Aaron Rodgers and the ayahuasca comment. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's because, terrible stuff. No, no, it is not terrible. Let me tell you a little. I did not know about ayahuasca. I have not done it myself. However, I do know, and there's a great documentary you should watch. Uh, if you ever get a chance, called From Shock to Awe. Ayahuasca has helped thousands and thousands of veterans with PTSD who were on the brink of suicide. All right, all it right. Has- and listen, let me tell you something about that. All right. 
I'm a veteran, all right? This PTSD thing is totally exaggerated and blown out of total and complete proportion, all right? I, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. You know, you, the first thing you cite are the veterans. But keep going. I know you wanted to make a point here. Go ahead. Yeah. First responders, people in general with depression. Since when the hell do first responders drugs. need the ayahuasca tea? Are they, they drinking it? Are they drinking it at the firehouse? They better not be. <laughs> Listen, okay. They, I know. Ayahuasca is plant plant medicine. Oh, it's okay? plant based. It oh, it's plant based. That changes that. Yeah, puts a whole new paint yeah. job on it. Plant medicine. What could go wrong? The, so is marijuana. Uh, you have to listen. Frogs are all natural. If you lick a frog, you'll go to outer space for a week. Maybe. It depends on the frog, I suppose. But with ayahuasca, shamans are amazing. Oh, They're the shaman? Entire... Are you kidding me? Those 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 freaks? The shaman guy? The guy who was with the horns at the Capitol? He, he's your go-to on this? Oh, not that shaman. These are in Peru. In in uh, and uh, it is a sacred ceremony. Anyway, I go listen. to Doctor Finkelstein. I listen to Doctor Finkelstein. <laughs> he tells me what I got to take. I'm not going to any shaman in Peru, but Lisa, I appreciate it. I know. Look, a lot of people are very defensive and they they're mad at me about the Aaron Rodgers thing, but I I stand by it. Lisa, what are you doing down there you at gotta, the what? You you have to educate a little bit more about the plant medicine and hey, it's listen so to this. This is all the education you need. Itself. Listen to this. Stay with me. Cut eighteen. Cut eighteen. The negative framework sure. of it is that that is the experience, not the deep and meaningful and crazy uh, mind expanding uh, possibilities, and also deep self love and healing that can that can happen on the other side. One of the core tenets of your mental health is that self love, and. That's what ayahuasca did for me. What? The guy sounds like he's high right there. See how to unconditionally love myself. Does this guy look like he could? Does he sound like a guy who could lead a football team? In that unconditional self love. He lost it. He lost his edge. He lost his edge. I'd beware that ayahuasca tea. And Lisa, not for nothing, but you didn't. You never even tried it, right? No, but I know a lot. I know. I know. We all know people who have. Don't do it. Don't do it. But, Lisa, we can agree to disagree. Hey, stay in touch. I appreciate it very much, Lisa. Great to talk. And we'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All these reporters, nonstop, nonstop, they have not been able to tie any of Hunter Biden's activities to Joe Biden. They have not. They have not. They have not been able. What about you guys? What about you guys pitching in, right? Whatever happened to Woodward and Bernstein driving all over Washington, D.C., talking to all those people, going to the big library, going through the card catalog, right? The work, the work that those guys put in. It's kind of a BS story, oh, by the way. It, it, it is, but let's 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 accept the movie. Let's pretend the movie was actually accurate. The work that they put in, and they got rich and famous. But here's the thing: you don't have to work anymore to get rich and famous. It's really been a huge game changer. You can just sit around and play with your phone. And some people, yeah, they're they're now the chances of that happening are about one in the trillion. Uh, but it does happen. 
And it fools the other trillion people. Actually, trillion would be too much. How many people are in the world? Seven or eight billion? What's the population of the world? Eight, eight billion, seven billion, something like that. What, eight? You sure about that? I think it just went up. I think it, went it just up to went eight, up. I think. No, I think it went up from eight, so you're wrong. It's oh, higher than eight. Maybe I am wrong. No, it's eight billion and, and one. Eight, uh, people are, I'm, I'm just being jerky. All right. So, yeah, they're not working. They're not trying to track it down. Yeah, you know, I saw a guy I like on Fox. It's like there's no evidence of uh, what was he going on? No evidence of election fraud. I, OK, I'm sorry. We didn't. <laughs> you want them to bring it to you? You got to go up and bring. It's like Tommy. Remember Tommy and Goodfellas? You know, I, I don't I don't shine shoes. So more, no more. I know they didn't go up and tell you that, <laughs> like, like, like the absurdity of a delegation going to the state prison where that guy was to tell him that uh, Tommy is no longer shining shoes. The absurdity of some sort of delegation going to the, where these reporters hang out at their little uh, cafes in Brooklyn on their laptops and telling him, here's the fraud. The, here's the evidence. They used to go out and pound pavement. Now, granted, I'm here right now, right? Yeah. Well, at least I have facilitated those who do know. And also, I focus on what I can. You know, one of the greatest examples, 2020 elections, very easy to understand. And you don't have to go to Pennsylvania to figure it out. They blew off the Constitution of Pennsylvania, which says there are two ways to vote, in person or absentee with excuse. And then they said you can vote in a million different ways. You don't need an excuse. You can be anywhere you want. Vote this way. Vote that way. They canceled. They changed all the rules, but the law says you can't. And that's a huge problem. That whole damn election is invalid. Anyway, James Flippin, uh, what's everybody doing? How are you? Hey, what's up, Greg? I'm good. I was just thinking about what you were talking about and the way, I guess, maybe news has changed over the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years or something like that. Like, we live in such a 12-hour news cycle, kind of like sugar-high world now in terms of entertainment content, journalism, if you want to call it that. And I don't know if there's enough people that are focusing on those long stories like you're talking about, like stories that you have to research and read about and dig in and try to, like, develop over two months' time. You know, there's not as much of that going on because it's more like read and react, read and react. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Breaking news, breaking news. Well, one of the problems is this phone. And a great example of it is reporters who cover City Hall. So they go to City Hall to cover, you know, whatever de Blasio is saying or now um, Adams or whatever, right? They have a press conference almost every day at City Hall, right? Now, in the olden days, <laughs> when I was covering City Hall in 2001 and 2002, right, the only thing I could do um, is get to City Hall. I had already read the newspapers. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have a phone. So the only thing I could do is I would drive is think about the story. I mean, I could think about other stuff in my life, but I was at work. So you think about, okay, what's he going to say today? How is that? How do I advance this story? What's next? What happened before? You think about what you think about because there really wasn't that much. You know, I couldn't be like, oh, my God, Donald Trump said something. Right. Oh, my God, Aaron Judge. Oh, my God, Kim Kardashian. Oh, my God. Oh, look at this Instagram. Oh, that girl's so right. hot. Oh, 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 I've been mad at that. You know? Right. There was an arc as opposed to just kind of like, boom, boom, new, new, new thing. Well, new I'm thing. just saying that stimulus. The, the reporters actually yeah, there's too much stimulus. There's too many other things to look at and do rather than craft a story. And one of the great examples of this, um, let me think, let me think. It was, um, all right, I can't remember exactly why. The cops, it was in 2013, no, 2016, 2016. 
And Bill de Blasio had done yet another thing that really annoyed the cops, right? You're talking about when they turned their back on him? No, that was in 2014. That was earlier. I'm saying this is another thing he did, and they were upset, and there was a big protest at Gracie Mansion, right? Big protest. And the cops were also heckling him at the um, at the gym that he went to. That very day, Bratton resigns, right? And they go to City Hall, and they have this uh, lovey-dovey press conference, right? Not one reporter asked about the cops protesting. Not one. And there were questions like, you know, how do you feel? You know, do you feel a sense of accomplishment now that you're leaving? I mean, because they're too busy looking at other junk to just talk, even the most basic stuff. Hey, uh, there was a basically a cop riot outside of uh, Gracie Mansion. Does this resignation have anything at all to do with that? It's a logical question. You know what I mean? And it wasn't a cop riot, by the way. I exaggerate in je- slightly, but you know there was they were really upset and understandably so. I got to remember what that what it was that day. It was some other jerk move of De Blasio. All right, so uh, but that's all true, and uh, the journalism is uh, very very. Ter- you don't need journalists, by the way. You really don't. You can. There's so much material out there. You can get a hold of this indictment yourself. You can get a hold of uh, of of Comer's interim report yourself. Why have somebody read it for you and then put their spin on it? No, by the way, they're not even going to read the whole thing. <laughs> that's, that's something else to think about. You know, media. Do you know what media? Do you know what the word media means? I did not. I did not know this until about a year ago. So uh, I'm not sure if I could define it. Maybe in the way. Try to define it. Uh, content spanning news, sports, weather, written word, television. You know, You're internet. warm. So media is the plural for medium. And a medium is like you know, for communicate anything that goes through something. Right. And anything that goes through something is going to be subtly altered. It's going to. Right. It's a prism. Yeah. And uh, so by definition, media will warp whatever it is. So you can bypass the media and go right to, well, another form of media, because you know, <laughs> the, the, the Comer, you know, the report is on paper and that's arguably a medium and sure. it's media. Anyway, all right, so uh, what else should we know? Uh, well, this is a story I know you kind of keyed in on, something I talked about in my other news reports where I said that, you know, Jamal Bowman, who's the Democratic congressman. Total jerk! In uh, the city here. Apparently, he's got some competition. Madeline Brame has announced that she's running for his seat, the 16th Congressional District. i got to come up with another pejorative other than jerk. I've called two people jerks in the past uh But you say it, no, it's a good, there's a good, you know. What, edge? Yeah. All right, so this is the woman I know about her. Her name is familiar. Who is she? So you may have remembered that she took part in that anti-violence hearing that uh, congressional Republicans held this year, where they brought together a bunch of people who have been impacted by violent crime and tried to come up with some ideas, some solutions, hear from some of these people that have been impacted. So Brame lost her son, 35-year-old Hassan Korea, who was a uh, veteran of Afghanistan. He was beaten and stabbed outside of a Harlem apartment building in 2018 and later died. So Brame, who says she's a lifelong Democrat and has now switched parties, is running as a Republican for that seat, going up against Bowman, because she accuses New York City prosecutors of being soft on crime. That district is way up in the northern Bronx. I think it goes into Westchester County, too, right? I wonder if – is that a uh, – Elliot Engel was They before. did some redistricting recently, so I, I don't know. I got confused with some mm, of that stuff. Yeah, well, I'm glad that she's not running in the – well, I don't know. I mean, good for her. I can't stand Bowman. He's a wild, crazy man. 
And uh, good for her. I know her story. Yeah, her son and uh, the DA undercharged and dragged his feet and all kinds of crazy stuff. All right. Um, well, excellent, excellent, excellent. What do you make of the Hunter Biden indictment? Pretty interesting. I mean, look, as we reported on earlier this summer, there was this whole plea deal that was supposed to go down. It fell apart. A judge objected to more or less the blanket immunity that was involved in that. And I think under that deal, the gun charge was going to get um, conditional discharge. So in essence, it means this gun charge is back in picture. And that that's the really more serious one. Like in, in essence, you could probably get convicted of like tax crimes and maybe go away for a couple of years. I read where um, the top charge in the gun thing is looking at maybe 10 years in prison. If he gets convicted, Hunter Biden on the other stuff. Not this the guns. Stuff. Yeah, the no, gun. No, not the guns. He's not going to ten years for that. This is a hookup deal. Ten years for lying on a form? No, 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 no. The gun is the more serious charge. That's what actually. So what I what I've heard is that that could get him up if he's convicted. He can face uh, up to ten years. It's actually. It's not. It's not. It's it, it's. I don't. Whatever the books say, uh, this is as Comer said. Of all the things he's done, this is the least of it. The this gun. Is, the gun. Okay. Oh, absolutely. The gun, you know, it's not like he shot somebody. It's not like he was running guns. Well, no, I he, understand. He lied on a form about getting a gun. But isn't and, the the blue uh, like a tax charge is more of like a white collar crime, right? As opposed to something involving it a. It doesn't violent really matter. Weapon. I mean, white there are some white collar crimes that involve you know that's a nonviolent crime, by the way, the gun possession thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's considered not a nonviolent offense. Although I don't know if the law actually it's for the judge to consider. But no, this is, look, listen to this. There's a form called uh, Form 4473, and he checked the wrong box. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, just by definition, you're not going to jail for that. You're not going to jail. I don't care what any uh, all these legal people on I thought TV. it had something to do with the fact that you can't have a gun when you're a drug user. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, his his defense could be, I was high on drugs. What do you want? I mean, it's like, it's not significant. Oh, okay. It's not the the other stuff i mean that is and also this is the one crime that he is accused of the one that's not linked to joe so this is what they charge him with joe biden right he has nothing to do with this that's why they're doing this mm-hmm. that's why they're going with this one all right hey rufus hello hey greg how are you good Hey, uh, I just wanted to tell you that, uh, you know, I I love your show, but I got to tell you, uh, I think you should apologize to the Gen 6 people. They're American patriots. Hey, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. What the hell are you talking about? Nobody supports the January 6 people more than I do. I think what you're getting at. Yes, I make fun of the shaman sometimes. I don't I call him the horns guy and uh, and shaman. When somebody says shaman, as Lisa did. She said, well, you know, I know these shamans and they believe in the tea. And the only shaman I know is the horns guy, Jacob Chansley. And I've interviewed Jacob Chansley. I've in, well, actually, I've interviewed his mother. Uh, I've interviewed his lawyer. I support Jacob Chansley. Uh, he was totally overcharged. He didn't hurt anybody. He didn't break anything. 99.9% of those January Sixers didn't harm anybody, didn't break anything. And they've been overcharged, oversentenced. They are victims, victims. The doors were left open for them. And obviously, no greater victim than Ashley Babbitt, who was unarmed. Now, yeah, I bust his chops every now and then, Jacob Chansley, for the goofy hat and, um, and uh, you know, the shaman thing. I don't call him America's shaman. I call him the horns guy. 
So Rufus, don't, uh, you know, I think you're misinterpreting or, uh, you, you haven't been, uh, but I got to give you the full context there. And I'm telling you, there is literally nobody in conservative media, mainstream media, any kind of media who's been more supportive. Well, actually, I take that back. Kara Castronova has definitely done more, but I have done a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot. Granted, that's not much. Second. But, but, uh, yeah, we, yeah, so, so, you know, you know, I mean, the horns guy was a little bit goofy, you know, barb, you know, wearing that, you know, wearing that thing and the tattoos and all that stuff. That's fine. But he was let in. There's no evidence in my book of any criminal wrongdoing on that part, on that guy's part. I even told his mother, I'm like, well, what should we call Jacob Chansley? What do we call him? What does he want to be called? She's like, call him America's shaman. I'm like, I'm not calling America. I don't like that. I'm just going to call him the horns guy. All right. So it's okay. Okay, uh, how about uh, <clears throat> taking these uh, Republican weaklings in Congress, bunch of sissies? How come they're not like like hey. your your uh, guest the other day said? Take them to put that they should be put to task and uh, have them all uh, put back innocent. What? I mean, what are you talking about? Sissies? Who's years? a sissy? What are you talking about? No Republicans. What? Anyway, Ru- Rufus. Uh, Sum it up. I, I don't. I, I, I am kind of curious though. What Just the hell? What? Thank you, Greg. All right. By Rufus, not his real name. <laughs> that was no Rufus, James Flippin. You didn't think that was a Rufus? No. What did you think of Jacob Chansley's face paint? Pretty patriotic, right? It was. You know, it was kind of. I don't remember his face paint. I yeah, remember it was the, red, white, and blue. I think. I re, okay. Yeah, you're right. Now I remember. <laughs> I remember the hat. I remember. But I also remember him saying, uh, "You know, we must be peaceful." President Trump wants us to leave. I, I remember those kinds of statements. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like that guy, but I can still bust his chops about that stupid hat. Sure. And, uh, running around like that, you know, I, but I do think they were set up totally. And I mean, we have the proof the the Capitol police escorting Jacob Chansley all over the place, trying to get him inside the Senate. It looked mm-hmm. like to me, why didn't they arrest him? And, and look, I, I, you know, am loath to ever try to, express anything along the lines of, like, uh, you know, opinion in this uh, forum. But at the same time, I think it's really bad that that guy, Owen Schroyer, was sentenced to 30 days in prison or 60 days in prison, a, a journalist who works for InfoWars, and they said that he incited January 6th. He didn't even go inside. He moment. wasn't even there. I know. That's another disgrace. I mean, look, <laughs> one of these days they're going to come for me, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I worry about it. I, I don't worry about it. You know, I, I, <laughs> It crosses your mind. <laughs> it has crossed my mind. But what did I say? I said, write your congressman. But in this climate, you know what I mean? And I talked about January 6th before January 6th. Because January 6th, where they were going to certify and we were going to hear the objections. We debate possibly there are a lot of things we could have done. Obviously nonviolent. Writing your congressman is suddenly like, well, Greg Kelly, you are actually, you're calling for action. You know, like, so inciting. Yeah, right. So that's a very strange thing. Um, but why are you so loath to share your opinion? You know, I like I like to just keep it above, you know, kind of just neutral. Yeah, right. Come on. And this day, and then you go home and you smoke your weed and you go on your podcast and you say all kinds of crazy stuff. I've heard that podcast. Thank you. We'll be right back. Thanks, James. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, you're going to want to hear Mayor Giuliani and his thoughts on the indictment. He'll have a lot to say. He made an interesting point about where they indicted. Uh, to me, it makes sense 
if the offense, the alleged offense happened uh, in, in Wilmington, Delaware, that's where they're indicting him. But there was this whole thing where Weiss wanted to indict in California for some reason. And uh, he'll be great on that. Hey, remember this, though. Haley Biden, the gun that Hunter lied to get, apparently. Uh, Haley finds it. Haley, you know, Bo's wife, and throws it in a dumpster because she doesn't want uh, Hunter to have it. Just a crazy, sordid story. All right. We're wrapping up uh, very quickly. Richard, yes. I think that uh, Speaker McCarthy and the Congress have better things to do than go chasing after Joe Biden. Thank you, Richard. The, uh, Susan in Colt's Neck. Hello, Susan. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, okay, so I have a question. We, You reported before all the lies that were told by mainstream media um, about Joe Biden and not finding any, um, you know, any any kind of evidence and all that. Why do they, why do these people get away with that? Why are they not sanctioned and jailed and for treason? For who? who? Wait, who? Mainstream media. Those you, 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 you can't, no, 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 no. You can't throw people in jail uh, for not telling the truth. Um, unless they're in court, quite frankly, you can't throw people in jail for, uh, for being wrong or for, you know, you can't. I mean, you know, you, you, you can't. Susan, you, you know that, right? Go by? What? That, don't they go by some kind of a law that tells them they a, have a, to a, tell the truth? A law? A law? Can you imagine a law? Anything. Who's gonna, who's gonna, who determines what the truth is, okay? It gets very, very slippery. That's, uh, no. There's no law about that. You're, you're, you're right to be wrong, okay? You have a right to be wrong. Uh, and yeah, yeah, actually you have a, you have a right to lie, believe it or not. Um, and you know, you actually don't want that right taken away. Who's going to determine the truth and the lie? That's get, that gets very, 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 uh, weird and slippery. Um, Dan, yeah. Hey, Greg, thanks for uh, taking my call. You mentioned the 2020 election uh, a few minutes ago, and I came across this website called 538.com and it has some pretty interesting stuff on it. They took data from 15 states, a mix of red, blue, and purple. And when you compare absentee versus in-person voting, Biden wins 14 out of 15 absentee states. Trump wins 14 out of 15 in person, including Delaware. Trump would win Delaware if it were all in person? He won Delaware. He he did win in person. Oh, in-person voting. Right, right, yeah. So that's why Democrats have been encouraging the voting, the mail-in, right? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It makes well, no sense. Yeah. Pennsylvania is at the top of the list. Well, look, there are states that have refined it, and it, it, it works, like Florida. They have mail-in voting in Florida, but they've had it for a long time. And the whole thing is you have to proactively request the ballot. You know, that that's fine. If you proactively request the ballot, they send it to you, and then you mail it back. That, that, that works. But... The mail-in voting in 2020 was mailing ballots out, even when they're not asked for. So you got ballots all over the place. Then it gets very, very dangerous. Very interesting findings there. Uh, thank you. Oh, shoot. There is the music. Sorry, everybody. Out of time to be continued. Uh, Hunter, sorry.